we are back. And again, today we're just kind of wrapping up our discussion that we had last week about just kind of being mindful what comes out of your mouth. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so we, we were kind of sharing some of the things that we think are contributing factors to why we kind of not do certain things. So like we shared at the beginning of the show with Dina, uh this weekend was strongly encouraged to start her own business. Peer person. To buy her company name and all that good stuff. Be down. You were not. <laughs> you were not. I didn't realize how much it costs to buy a name, but, you know, I guess it had to be done. I'm starting a GoFundMe for, for fees. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do need to GoFundMe for a car. But anyway, so um, with with the power of, I mean, and also with it being Black History Month, do you find that, you know, we as African Americans have found our voice, lost our voice, our voice has been uh, tampered with. I know it's getting a little uh, deeper than the topic, but I mean, it still all kind of goes the same. But do you feel like as, as African Americans, as they call us, a brown or black folk, um, we've lost our voice, maintained our voice, or, you know, it's been kind of stifled? Um, I think it depends on the person. I think as with any anybody, I think, you know, you can your voice can be stifled because you just didn't know how to have one. Um, like, I'm, I'm working with someone now, and we're, we're just trying to figure out who they are because they've lived their life so long trying to um, accommodate other people, is how I word it, um, and, and doing what others have said. And so they have felt very um, stifled or um, this is not their word, but almost like being suffocated because they're they're almost being pushed out so that other people can be pushed in. Um, so I think I think we need a longer show. <laughs> but I, I think um, I think it can go all the way. I think well for example, with your your child, I feel like you raised your daughter so that she could speak you know, speak her truth. Um now, it's not always been pretty, um, but she has. And I have another friend that um, that was something that she really pushed was that because she grew up in a household where she felt like she didn't have a voice. So when she had a child, it was important for her to make sure her child was able to say what they needed to say. Again, you know, that's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a, it's a catch twenty. It's a slippery slope, but catch twenty two, because you know, giving people freedom to say what they want to say, obviously in a respectful manner. Sometimes you don't like what comes out of people's mouth. So I, I think it just really depends. I mean, what about you? It definitely um, depends on the situation. Um, I mean, I, I feel as far as if I look back at, you know, how African Americans when we, you know, started fighting that freedom fight and to now we still are having the same struggles where people still look at us like less than, which is unfortunate because we have a lot of things to contribute. But then, of course, um, some of us who like to speak up um, are often silenced in other ways. And I think in some ways we are still about the same as far as our voice. Yes, it's more, I think it's more um prominent now because people have more outlets, people have more ways to get the word out of how they're feeling. You know, back in the day they could just write a letter, print a newspaper, 
or put up a little billboard, but you know, now you've got so many other ways to communicate how you're feeling and, and to put things out there that um, I think communication and, and things have, has evolved and also has, um, I don't know, it's not the word, right word, de-evolved, but you know, things have just changed and they're, they're still progressing and getting better. But things are still kind of uh, kind of bad because they're like you know it's so it's everybody is so touchy and so I'm not gonna say trigger happy but they're 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 really on edge now that everything you say you could literally be fired for like everything that somebody thinks you're saying you could be fired for because the way words have been. Um, Treated nowadays, the way people treat things that you say, they take it and they run with it. It's almost like uh, a proxy or somebody, a ghostwriter, like say, okay, this is what I want to say, and then I need you to make sure you put it out there politically correct. Because if you don't, you're going to get degraded, <laughs> just blackballed, and everything else, all for saying something that. Um, you're supposed to have free speech to say, but you know, if it comes out wrong, you them words is gonna get you hurt, fired, killed. You know, words are, are very um, words nowadays. I mean, they were the same back in the day too, but I think the words nowadays are getting people in more trouble in different ways than they used to, which you know goes back to our topic. You know, being careful on what you say. Should we have to be this careful? I mean, I don't feel like everything I say should be censored, but I feel like now I have to be cautious of what I say because if I say something about a certain community that, you know, is, is extremely sensitive to everything that people say, then I'm going to be blackballed, I'm going to be ridiculed, I'm going to be, um, you know, treated differently because of my opinion on a certain subject, which to me, if we're supposed to have free freedom of speech, like why can't I say something that is not politically correct about a certain group or a certain thing and not be forever, um, you know, associated with that comment, which I don't know. I mean, I think people have always had that, but it seems like it's worse now. It's like, Especially if you say something wrong about the LGBTQ community, oh, we might as well hang it up because they wouldn't. That community is one that is real forceful. Like if you say something wrong and, the, and people know about it, you are not going to live in peace for too long because they will not stop until you apologize, you lose business, you lose, um, you just lose in general, which I wish. You know, black folks had that fight in them sometimes. Like, as much as people treat us, you know, negatively and like we're less than, I wish we had that fight in us sometimes to be like, oh, you did that to my brother, my sister. We fight. You know, we fight for a little while, but then we kind of forget, you know, everybody who died two or three years ago unnecessarily by the hands of, you know, um, uh, untrained police officer. You know, we forget about it. We fight for a good six to nine months in some cases. Some people fight for a few years, but the majority of people, they kind of fall off. We don't have that fight in us no more. I don't know what it is, but. Do you, so I guess, I, again, I look at it differently. But I know, you're a therapist. 
you know, it's just my personality. Everyone even say just from a therapist standpoint. I guess, so do you truly think that people are more sensitive? Or do you think that, let me back up. At the end of the day, perception is 100% reality. Mm -hmm. So however I perceive something, regardless of how you say it or have a proxy say it, my perception of it is my reality. So with that being said, is it that people are just being more sensitive? Is it people are just more, um, might be more in touch with how they feel? Do you feel like, like kind of what do you, what do you think it really is? Because, again, and I've said it time and time again, I don't think there's anything new under the sun. I think everything that's going on has gone on in some capacity. It may have just looked a little different, but, you know, same old friend song and dance on some level. Um, not to, I'm not trying to minimize anybody's struggle or trauma or anything like that, but I, I don't necessarily think, I don't think there's anything new under the sun. So do you feel like if people are just not fighting, do you feel like, People are just not paying attention. Like, what are what are your thoughts with that? I mean, and I just say, for me, I feel like it's like it's kind of a combination of things. But I feel like people have, since it's more in your face, I think we pay attention to it more, and I think I've noticed it more that um, people can be sensitive. Hell, I've been labeled the sensitive thug because I take certain things to heart, but I don't. Um, I think with my feelings, I am more in touch with them than I used to be. I definitely, in the last six years, I've adopted my feelings more since I've joined a parent living because I didn't really care about my feelings. I barely care about other people's feelings sometimes. But um, I think with with the sign of the times and how it's changed, I think people are have a heightened sensitivity that was always there, but I think it's more in the forefront now. It's like it's not in the background because if you think about how people were trained back in the day to, you know, be seen but not heard or, um, you know, we should never know that you're there type of thing. And I think now more people are learning that I'm here, I may as well have a voice. I'm here, I may as well have something to say. I'm here, I may as well have some input. And I think that's a good thing. I think people need to start having that conversation. And I know perception is 100% of it because I can feel that, you know, I'm being um, mistreated and somebody can be like, that's not how I meant it, um, and vice versa. But I think with our perception, there needs to be a conversation because if I feel a certain way, I shouldn't hold it in and then go on Facebook and go on a rant and talking about you behind your back because you hurt my feelings. I should have, I should be able to have a conversation with the person who hurt my feelings and be like, okay, so let me just tell you real quick, this is how this affected me, and that person be willing to listen, and then you can have a conversation about it instead of going around and not talking to people or acting like people don't exist. You know, how, how does somebody know they offended you? How does somebody know they've hurt you if you don't say it? And I think people nowadays are more, they have a bigger voice than they used to, but, um, and and have a bigger voice without the fear of, of immediate death. I mean, yeah, there are still people who die for saying things or being in the wrong place or, you know, being around the wrong people. But I think back in the day it was more, there was more quiet um, force than there was outward force. But that just could be my total opinion, so. But do you think it was more quiet force because we didn't have that social media? Like, I know we've had discussions about, have, you've heard me say, thank God Facebook wasn't 
mm-hmm. what it is when I was in college. Not that I was out, you know, in college out here just acting mm-hmm. crazy. But, I don't know. Okay. No, but I mean, you know, like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I haven't done things that um have been me in my finest hour, let's just be honest. Um <laughs> but I have the luxury of knowing that worst case scenario I'm on a VHS. <laughs> what is a VHS? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, I I guess I guess when I think about stuff like that, I think I just have to be accountable. I have to look at how how I interact with others. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I can't control what other people do, but I can't control how I respond and react to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think a lot of times we just get desensitized to mm-hmm. things because it's constantly in our face. Because um, I know you and I, neither one of us really watched the news just because it was just kind of, it, you know, it does impact your day. If you start your day off watching all this negativity, sometimes it does kind of impact how how your day goes. Um, yeah. I feel like when I do wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, today's going to be a good day no matter what. I do feel like I can find more positive versus all mornings when I would wake up and watch the news and be all sad and depressed because all these things happen. And not to say that not knowing those things are happening makes it better, but I think it, it, I can control I can control what I take in. And what I put out. Yeah. I mean, because, and that's another thing when you're raising children, you got to be careful of what you show them too because a lot of times, a lot of parents are like, oh, I let my kids watch news. I let them watch the news. And, all this and there's nothing wrong with the kids watching news. Sometimes you have to change it and, and make it so you're not always watching these negative things because the news is going to make it negative. And I've seen more and more memes. I've seen more and more little videos of other nationalities that are not of a minority sense and their children are saying, oh, well, a black guy did it or a brown man did it, you know, and it wasn't even something that a brown guy or or a black guy could have done. But this child, the first thing they go to is saying, oh, well, something negative, oh, well, let me just blame it on the black guy. And how either that child is being taught this by home are they being taught this by TV? Are they ever taught this by the news? And it's like a lot of times people, they, they've done studies on that where they've shown, like, how people, if they watch the news and they get in the elevator with a, a minority person or somebody of a different skin tone, they're automatically on guard or holding their purse or holding their belongings because they watch the news where there was a black guy or a black girl who was, face was plastered on the news, oh, they did this crime, and automatically they get in a confined space and they like, oh, they hold their purse even tighter, they hold their children even tighter, when in all actuality, every nationality does the same crimes, but we just don't hear about it in such a negative light, or even those stories where people portray minorities as a negative, where they are literally um, putting us out there like, where we put, like, a crime, like, two people do the same crime, one Caucasian and one um, African-American, and the pictures they show, they always show African-Americans mugshot, and they always show the uh, Caucasian kids' um, school picture, you know, <laughs> and it's like you looking at these two things, they both have mugshots, but you're looking at a school picture of them that was prim and proper and make them look non-threatening. Even though they're real picture, they probably do look threatening, but they done went and pulled out a picture from middle school where they look like a bubbly little kid. 
And that negative perspective that's being shown often affects how people feel, how they how they treat certain you know treat certain races, they treat certain types of people. And I know we got to take a break, but um, you know we'll come back and wrap this up. But I mean, yeah, but we'll be back because. Yeah, the subject can go on forever. <laughs> so we'll be right back with some more Empowered Hour with Empowered Living. down every Monday night from 7.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on JQLM Radio on the Business Banger Spotlight Show with your host, Lady J. Tune in to hear from men and women all over the world banging in business. See what products and services appeal to you while receiving exclusive offers and discounts. And get your business banger tips for all of you entrepreneurs out there. Tune in by downloading the JQLM Radio app on your Android or Apple devices. Or get JQLM Radio through the TuneIn Radio app or the Stream of Simple Radio app. You can also listen live from our website at www.egoentertainmentnet.com or straight from our Facebook page. Just click on the Use App button. If you miss an episode, download and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and more. Business bangers, stay ready. Hey, you have got to check out Body by J, owned by Jordan Phillips, offering personal training, massage, apparel, and beauty. Oh, wait a minute. Let's not forget that sense of shea butter, y'all. Ladies, no, it's not just for you all. Fellas, that's right. She has something for you, too. How about that beard balm? Call her today at 317-762-6412. That's 317-762-6412. Or email bodybyj7 at gmail.com. And don't forget to check her out on Instagram and Facebook at bodybyj7. Get body by J today. All right, so we're back, and we're um, wrapping up our show on power of speech. So um, before we went on break, I was speaking about how the media has negatively affected um, how people look at brown or black people. Um, I, I know you've looked at stuff. You like documentaries and everything. You have a documentary recommendation or not? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you probably do watch. You have to say what? Never mind. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I, minds want to know. I, I give you a hard time about documentaries, but I watch them too, so I can't be totally hard. We were just watching one before we recorded the show. Before we started the show recording. <laughs> the one about uh, the yes, rap? The evolution. Well, hip-hop evolution. Well, I mean, that's the power of words. I mean, because if you think about it, that's how we got a lot of news. Uh, that's how we got a lot of uh, culture. It all came from mm-hmm. our music. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I guess when you were talking, the thing that came to mind was, um, I can't think of the name of the movie. There's a few movies that are out. 
Um, there's one in particular that I'm thinking about. Um, it came on TV one years ago, um, and I'll try to look it up and tell what it is, or if nothing else, post it on um, on our Facebook and what have you. But um, it talks about the um, the study that they did with the doll. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, having the different dolls and having the kids describe what the dolls, the words that were associated with the dolls. And they found that um, the African-American kids tend to have more negative, well, everyone tended to have more negative words that were associated with the brown doll. Um, so, I mean, that was the first thing that came to mind. Um, again, another um, study, documentary, it is, this one has been, uh, has been um documented a lot. I can't, I can't even think of her name at the moment. But the blue-eyed study. So that's the study where um, um, she, was, she was a teacher and she kind of se segregated the class based on eye color and so kind of said the, the children that had blue eyes were, you know, maybe were told that, oh, you're not that smart. You know, this is when they were, if they misbehave or, you know, kind of buck the system or whatever, it was kind of, oh, that's what people with blue eyes do. And she's recreated this um, study several times. Uh, I know it's even been used um, with work. And just kind of it's fascinating how it's always the same reaction, how people kind of, they start, well, I was going to use an analogy, but I won't use an analogy. <laughs> people kind of start following suit on what they're being told. So, you know, they, they think that that's what it is, and there's a shift in their how they feel about themselves, and, and obviously there's always an exception to the rule. So for some people, it did not necessarily impact them as much. Other people had a more visceral reaction. Um, but again, and we can post some information about those two documentaries, well, those two studies and all that, um, that can talk about it. Yes, I mean, and it's sad that people look at us in a negative, or, or children begin looking at us in a negative light early because as they get older, more cultures adopt our culture um, or what is perceived to be black culture than any other culture in the world. And it's, we're like the most, one of the most imitated and tried to be emulated, say, from doing these spray tans to injecting lips and getting hips and butts implanted. And, you know, that's, most of us have those things naturally in the African-American community. We don't need breast augmentation a lot of times because we have full figures already. I mean, so many people always attempt to get these full figures, but they don't like us. Like I've posted about this before about um, me and my job. Like I'm around so many people who are closet racist, you know, but they don't. They don't really like black culture, but they love to sleep with them. They love to be around black culture. They love to try to emulate and adopt black culture, but it's like you don't like us closetly. But it's like, but why? What is the problem with, with African Americans when it's not suiting your need? Because a few people who I've come in contact with with this daytime job, they have children by, sleep with, or attempt to be as much as they can like the African-American culture. But they'll say stuff like, oh, well, blacks this and blacks that. And I'm looking at them like, 
you sitting in front of a black person right now saying this, like, and I, and I sometimes I've chosen my words selectively because my old self would have been then went off and, and lost every piece of my job at that point. But it's just like I've chosen my words wisely to say, you know, it's not okay for you to keep having these conversations. You want to have them in your car while you're having your smoke break, go for it. But you sit up here telling me that, oh, blacks get scholarships, why can't whites get scholarships? It's like the most ignorant thing I've ever heard in my life because you could get a scholarship. Heck, you can get grants. You can get loans when some uh, people can't. So it's like what is what does color have to do with this, this, this conversation because you mad because you can't get a scholarship? That's probably because you didn't look. Well, that's probably because you didn't apply yourself to get what, is necessary to do that. So, and and it's just crazy how people are closeted. You know, of course, with the current president that's in office, people start coming out more and more. But people closetly speak negative about cult, other cultures. But then, you know, you you want everybody to accept you. You want everybody to love you. And I'm not gonna sit here and say I've never said anything negative about any other race because I have. Hell, I probably had last week. So, um, but I don't sit up here and just say, oh, no, I'm not going to be friends with or I'm not going to appreciate or I'm not going to acknowledge their contribution. Could have been because somebody cut me off and I called them a name. But, you know, again, power of words. You know, you, my words that I say can negative, negatively impact whoever's around listening. You know, I fear for my little black grandson because how the world views little black boys nowadays is not safe for them. And, you know, trying to teach him how to be a black man in America is going to be probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do, just thinking about that, because I want him to come home. I want him to grow up to be 70, 80-year-old man. I want him to have grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I want him to make it to that age. But the way the world is, this little black boy may say something, and that little black boy may not live to see another day, which is sad, you know. Why do, we, why do our children have to see, live in fear? Or why do our children feel that we are not beautiful when we are? I mean, we don't have to do much sometimes to be our beautiful selves, but we're still, our babies are not even looking at us, looking at themselves like they're beautiful. They're looking at other standards of beauty when they have standards of beauty right in their own home. So I don't know, but I know we got to start wrapping up our show. So so I guess the thought that came to mind when you were talking, um, a couple things came to mind. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So it dawned on me that if you look on Netflix, <coughs> excuse me, on, I think the name of the show is Rapture. If you look at the one for T.I., he actually interviews um, the woman that we were talking about and just kind of <coughs> looks at, uh, talks about social justice and things of that nature. The other thing that came to mind, and I know this is, this is kind of far left, but just, just go with me. Oh, Lord. Well, if she says something that's far left, it usually is far It's not left. too far left. It's not too <laughs> far left. But it's, I promise the connection will be made. 
So, like we sh I shared a little while ago, I have, we've been watching, well, we, I've been watching Hip Hop Evolution. I've watched it too. You have. On my own. You have. Um, <laughs> it's on Netflix. Not that I'm trying to, like, plug it. Not plug it. <laughs> not necessarily plug it. I mean, now I would love to have a Netflix deal, but, you know, that's not the end of that. <laughs> um, but anyways, so on one of the episodes, um, it's on season four, and I can't think of the name of the actual episode, but it's the one that um, they look at New Orleans. Is that right? They're, well, they're looking at the South. So there are a few episodes that do look at the South, but um, this particular one has Master P on there. Hmm. Um, I think it's called uh, Bounce to This, is, I think is what it's called. So um, it talks about bounce music and all that. And um, Is that the one? I think that's the one. Yeah. But anyways, it, it has Master P in the description of what it talks about. I think it is called Bounce This. But anyways, so I thought it was interesting because when he was telling his story about kind of how he came up with No Limits, he talked about how growing up, you know, where he was at, the goal was to at least make it to 19 because being 19 meant that you were an OG because of the violence and all that stuff. And so he shares how his brother uh, died at the age 19, and he said it kind of made him even more determined. And so the reason why he called, called No Limit No Limit was because he was like there was no limit to what he would do to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so, like, as they're going on the documentary and they're talking to him and, and you know, interviewing people who were, knew what was going on back then, somebody was like people would just buy the seat just because they wanted to support him, but they didn't really care. Um, but they saw somebody out here doing something, they were supporting him. And, like, they talked about his hustle and his grind to get so popular and get so far ahead. Um, but just even using that as an example of how he said, I named my company something, because that, if nothing else, that was, I'm, I'm, he did not say this, this is Renata. He was basically saying, like, this is my constant reminder of what I need to do to get ahead. And this is my constant reminder that even when people are telling me no, um, you know, when I decided to be independent versus going to these record companies, um, it just kind of showed this is I was willing to do whatever it took to be successful, and I mean, you know, the people who were in who were in the '90s in high school, and I know people younger, but I'm just I remember No Limit. When I think of the soundtrack of me in high school, that that is a part of it, which is interesting in itself. <laughs> Again, another discussion for another day. But, <laughs> um, but. Just think about if he would have just kind of went with the rhetoric of, I need to make it to 19 and then figure it out after that, we wouldn't have had that part. And, I mean, I know some people give Master P grief, but he has done a lot to kind of to become so successful. Yeah. And, like, his business smart and just kind of same thing with Soulja Boy. Everybody gives Soulja Boy a lot of grief, but you can't. The one thing you can say about that man is he dibbles and dabbles in a lot, and he's willing to try, and he, he's that confidence level that he has, like when he came out with the video game system, even though there were hiccups in it, he still was like, but it's, it's going to be successful. Yeah. The power of words. you got to speak that positivity. But see, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that far left. I mean, no, you know, no, we just ended with Master P and Soulja Boy. Two of the ones that, yeah, <laughs> some of their lyrics are questionable. I, okay, okay. I, didn't, I didn't necessarily say <laughs> that part, but I'm just saying, like, their, their work ethic and just kind of how they became success, successful in their own right mm -hmm. by just having that mindset of willing to do whatever. And even, we don't have to go, I just 
with that route. But even with Jesse, not Jesse Jackson, um, <laughs> Al Sharpton, he's someone that people don't always have looking in the best light. But one thing you can say about him is he put in the work and he, he's willing to fight and the things that come out of his mouth. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. I mean, so wrapping up this 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 show, basically, we're saying, what, Madam Therapist? <laughs> what is your what is your takeaway? My my takeaway is just kind of be mindful of what you're saying. Um, like like we've said time and time again, um, it's easy to speak negativity and working on just kind of speaking that positive and how it impacts you, and just. You know, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So, and I get it. Sometimes life is hard, and it knocks you down. But still, being able to say, um, "Yes, today might have been a bad day, but well, when I wake up tomorrow, I can use that as an opportunity to make to make tomorrow better." Yeah. What's that Carrie Hilson song? Uh, uh, oh God! Oh wait, she said sometimes love. Never mind. I was gonna say. Right. <laughs> I thought she was talking about. Uh, she was talking about love. Sorry, bad reference. I thought she was talking about a leader. Somebody dust yourself off the track. Okay, that's it. You know what I meant. Well, definitely make sure you're speaking positive, positively um, when you're speaking, especially about your comp- what you want to accomplish. Because I mean, just like the stories you told today and and other things you said, you know, generally how you speak it is how it's going to happen. If you wake up in a negative mood. It's pretty much going to be a bad day. If you wake up in a positive mood, it's going to be pretty much a good day. Not saying it's going to be perfect, but you know you'll find some positivity in that in that uh, storm cloud. So. Or even if it's the middle of the day, like sometimes your day starts off not so great, but you can try to find some. I know for me, if I'm having a bad a bad day or whatever, I, I intentionally try to put myself around people who help who help make my day better. Mm-hmm. Whether that's going hanging out with my nephew, sometimes it backfires, but go hanging out with my nephew. Or, you know, family and friends or whatever, or listen to stuff that I like listening to. Uh, I have my playlist. My, I call it my feel-good playlist. Mm-hmm. So I put that on or just, you know, just kind of pouring positivity into me, feeding that part of me versus the negative side because it's easy to spiral down that rabbit hole. Right. So definitely feed yourself positivity, people. Feed that positivity. Um, so uh, if you have any comments, concerns, uh, anything you want to add to this, please visit us on our Facebook page, The Empowered Hour with Empowered Living, um, or you can go to our business page, Empowered Living, Inc., um, and chime in or send us an inbox, and we'll make sure to include your comments on the next show, or maybe we can start a discussion. So, um, but definitely keep that positivity in in your mouth, on your tongue, and I guarantee you some things will start to shift because um, I'm definitely a witness to that. I've started to shift from the way I talk and definitely have seen some things positively change. Not immediately, but they do happen. So, um, so what's coming up next for us? Let's see. Um, this week is join week for Urban League. Tonight is the kickoff of the Super Bowl party. Um, you still may have some time to go check it out. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I'm sorry. Not that. That was yesterday. I thought we were doing it on Monday too, but I thought it was a something on Monday. Monday. Check out them on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram go to their Facebook. I Facebook think tonight is more of um, kind of who are they? Who is the young professional and all that? Yes. They have something different every every, every day. Night, yeah. Really, I mean, granted, we're biased, but a really good organization. Um, 
of like-minded people that are trying to make some moves. Yeah, especially young young business owners, this is definitely for you, definitely a good way to exchange information. And if you're looking for anything, it's a good way to, to start, um, especially if you're looking for black businesses to start with. Um, so all this week is some tidbits going on, little fun days. I know Thursday is Empowered Living Mental Health um, Day. So if you want to see us in person and come experience a little bit of a workshop with us, come on Thursday. Um, and then next Tuesday, i talk a little bit more about this, but Renata's going to speak again at Delta Fawcett for Startup Ladies' fifth anniversary. So that should be exciting. I will have pictures, so <laughs> don't you worry. If you cannot make it to that $100, $150 ticket event, uh, we'll definitely have some pictures so you can see Renata, CEO, of uh, Empowered Living and CEO of BH Intimates uh, speak. So she will be in the building. And then, of course, V-Day is coming. Please get your tickets. Go to eliv-day2020.eventbrite.com to get your tickets or make a donation um, if you can't come or buy a ticket for someone else um, because we feel like this play is a good fundraiser, yes, but it's also a good message and good uh, time. We will laugh, cry, you know, do a whole lot of stuff. And there will be vendors, there will be silent auctions, so all kinds of ways to donate and participate. So with that being said, we got to go. Till next week, uh, remember, be positive, people, and uh, we'll holler at you next Monday. Have a great day. Bye-bye.